Hi there, and welcome back to Gravity, the digital marketing entrepreneur's podcast. I'm Bob Gentle, and every week I'm joined by creators, consultants, and practitioners who share what makes their business work. Whether you run your own business or you're just thinking of stepping out on your own for the first time, you're in the right place. If you're new to the podcast, then welcome along. Just take a second right now to subscribe to the show in your podcast player. That way you won't miss new weekly episodes and you can dig into some older ones when you finish this one. This week, I'm speaking to Nicole Osborne. Nicole runs Lollipop Social based in London. And in this episode, she unpacks her business for me and explains, finally, why I keep seeing her online with a giant cardboard cutout of David Hasselhoff. So welcome along and let's meet Nicole. So Nicole Osborne from Lollipop Social, welcome to the show. Um, do you want to start maybe just telling us a little bit about who you are, where you are and the kind of work that you normally do? Hi Bob, thank you so much for having me. I've been really looking forward to this. Um, yes, so I'm Nicole, I run Lollipop Social. I'm a personal branding and social media coach. So I help people really gain visibility and get in front of the kind of clients they want on social media with a standout personal brand. Uh, so I'm doing that. I've also got a second hat. I run a membership, Go With A Pro, with a team of, it's four of us, co-founders. We're all working parents and we help social media freelancers and digital marketing freelancers to really build up their business, usually in the first three years. I love marketing. Um, I am originally from Germany, as you might gather by my slightly German accent. Um, but I've lived here a long time and yeah, I'm based in London. How long have you lived in the UK? Crikey, I'm clearly still a spring chicken, but I've lived here now for just over 20 years and actually always London. All right. My wife is also German and she's lived here since she was 19 as well. So probably similar. Yeah, very similar. similar. <laughs> so you live in London. And it is the client base that you have, does that is that reflected or is it is it all over the place? You know, the, the beauty with my coaching services is that I can work with people no matter where they're based, um, because we do a lot of Zoom calls and in between communications via Facebook Messenger. Uh, the client work in terms of as a marketing consultant, yes, I go into one office in North London in Islington, which is like really, really beautiful. Yeah, but most of my work is done um, remotely, which suits me really well. I will go with the pro members <laughs> based across the country, which is uh, fantastic. It's, it's most of our work is uh, through our online membership site and Facebook. So it doesn't really matter where people are based. Well, I, I would like unusually to pick apart your business a bit more than I normally would because mm-hmm it's really nicely constructed. You've got Lollipop Social and then you've got Go With Pro. Go With Pro mm-hmm. is a partnership with some others. Mm-hmm. So if we start with Lollipop Social, yep. what does Lollipop Social actually do? Because instinctively I would think a, a social, if you've got social in the name, you're probably <laughs> a, a, a social media huh? a marketing company and that's not the case at all. Do you know that's... Um... That's right, actually. Thank you so much for picking that up. Maybe I can just tell you a little bit why I named uh, Lollipop Social, Lollipop Social. So when I first came to England, I actually came as an au pair because I wanted to, would you, would you believe it? I wanted to improve my English skills. Um, and I met my now husband quite early on in my stay. And the one thing I figured out at the time, a lot of people were watching uh, EastEnders and they always made a cup of tea to make things better. 
So when I set out to um, create my own business, I thought, oh, wow, lollipop social, because my son, you know, he hates going through the airport and he doesn't like having his hair done. He's got mixed race hair and a lollipop would always make things better. And I just really loved the idea of injecting a sugar high into people's marketing strategy. So I set out about three years ago with Lollipop Social. And it's actually really over the last sort of year that I really niched down into what I really love doing most, which is uh, working with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and really helping them to shine on social media and to get in front of the right clients. So would I name my company something else? Perhaps I would. I would probably call my company Nicole Osborne. <laughs> but we live and learn. You know, I think people now really associate uh, Sweet Like Social and Lollipops uh, with me and really suits my personality. I, I'm quite, um, I like to have fun when I work and I like to work with the kind of people that I have fun with. My husband always says to me, gosh, Nicole, you laugh so much. This is what you get paid for. And I said, yes, it's because of my personal brand, fun loving. I kind of get the kind of clients who are fun loving. So yes, so for, for Lollipop Social, my, my main product really is Wunderstars, which is a coaching service. And I've just launched it in the beginning of the year and I'm really excited by it. My clients are seeing some great results. And I just love taking people from a journey where they don't know at all really how to use social media and they're so overwhelmed by it because let's face it, social media changes all the time. And not everyone wants to go on endless courses. So usually these are people who want to build up their business, their time short. And I come in very early and I help them create their brand values, figure out what they are about, then create a really authentic um, content for them and then teach them the skills on the different platforms, the platforms their audience is on. So it's very much a, a consultancy stroke done with you service. And um, I love seeing how people blossom on social, how they grow in confidence, how platforms they might have found were like really scary. I mean, for example, <laughs> naming LinkedIn, they're now really confident in it. So that's that's really um, Lollipop Social and that's really the area I'm focusing on growing Wunderstars. And there are a couple of other things that Lollipop mm -hmm. Social also does. Mm -hmm. Can, yeah. How would you describe those? Yeah, so um, one of them is, um, I call them Sweet Talk, uh, which is like a power hour where let's say if people have like a burning question, they can get in touch. Because, you know, sometimes it's, it's really sort of surprising when you're a small business owner, you might really struggle with a marketing question or a social media question. And, and, and often you just need a little bit of someone really asking you the right kind of questions and then offering you some solutions and some encouragement. Uh, so I do a fair bit of those. And for some clients, I also work as a uh, marketing consultant. Uh, so at the moment, I work with a paid media, uh, a tech um, agency, and I help them shape their marketing strategy. Uh, I do a fair bit of award entries for them because that's really important in agency land. And, and just sort of making sure that uh, I oversee the implementation of their marketing. Um, you know, I've, I've worked in marketing now for 20 years, so it's, it's very difficult for me to just completely forget about the whole traditional marketing. So I kind of like to bring a mix. And it's the same actually what I do with uh, Wunderstars, while we concentrate on, on, on social media, I end up exploring and sharing a lot of general business advice as well. You know, how do you, how do you find your niche? How do you create your service offering? Uh, so it's it's very much a good mixture of all the latest tools which are right for that person, but also traditional marketing methods. I, I think it's just such a nice mix. The consulting is there for the larger organizations that need it. The wonder stars for those that really want yeah. to be properly taught, not the right word, but held. Yeah. And then the sweet talk for people who just need that injection of advice and consulting. That's right. Sort of really quick, quick advice. Um, yeah. 
because you know I often find with uh, people on social it's it's actually a confidence thing I feel we are often afraid of being judged you know particularly let's say if you if you're facing a career change maybe you've taken redundancy or, or you're just a bit fed, fed up with a normal nine-to-five and you want to create your own business you know mostly these people they're used to working with corporate branding guidelines you know where literally everything they talk about on social is it's been signed off by one and I, and I can say this with confidence because I've worked for a long time as a marketing director at corporate level so I would have been the one who, who created corporate brand guidelines and, and, and corporate social media guidelines so then all of a sudden when you find yourself out on your own and you feel under the pressure to really make an impact on social because you know this is one of your tools to get in new clients it can be quite scary and, and I like to take the scariness out of it because I faced the same journey myself and I uh, created my business. I had just taken redundancy and I wanted a more flexible work life. Not that I work less, it's not the case, <laughs> but you know, at least I can make it work around um, my son when I need to. Um, and it's scary all of a sudden. So I really work quite gently and, and I help them really bring out an authentic uh, voice because you know, but when I listen to your podcast, I imagine you the same if, if you were to meet in person, you're quite a sort of gentle person. And I think if we're authentic in how we come across on social, it, it's really easy to to keep it up. And I love nothing more than people saying to me when I speak at conferences, I've actually just come back from the agency uh, Life Transformation with Lee Jackson, where I talked about personal branding and, and social media for web design agencies. I love nothing more when people come up to me afterwards and say, do you know what, Nicole? We feel like we know you because we've watched your videos. Um, and you're just the same. And I think that's a sign of a really authentic uh, brand voice on, on social. And that's really what I'm helping my clients to achieve. I think I'm going to ask you about agency transformation live in a little while. But mm -hmm. I think really what I, I want to understand mm -hmm. is you came to Lollipop Social and you mentioned redundancy um, mm -hmm. and you decided I'm going to do my own thing. How was that transition for you from, yeah. OK, I'm. I'm actually going to do this on my own. How long did it take you to get it to the point where you felt, okay, we've arrived now? <laughs> right. I mean, that's a really good question. Um, I think it's, uh, I definitely arrived pretty quickly because I'm very, I'm very driven and determined. And I was, at the time I was thinking, okay, right. So I'm taking redundancy. So I've obviously signed a massive NDA. So I can't really talk about it much, but it's, I, what I can share is that it's, it's like a massive breakup. You know, you, you are feeling really low in confidence and actually all I wanted to do at the time, I really would just wanted to hide away. And you can see it in my, you know, my website at the time, I had just this giantly beautifully designed laptop and there was no pictures of me because frankly, I didn't want to be seen, but this is not the way to get business. Um, so what I did, so I had this traditional marketing training, you know, first class honours in marketing. I've been a chartered marketeer for years. Uh, so I thought, right, the next big thing I really want to understand is, is social media. And I undertook a social media training course. And funny enough, as soon as I signed up to a course, I kind of had my job searching motor back. And um, through recommendation, I got to do this interview. And I remember saying at the time, look, I might not know so much about social media right now. You know, I've commissioned it for years. I work with some fantastic agencies. But what I don't know now, I will know within the next six months because I'm doing this amazing course. So I had my first client really early on and I built it up from there. And what I also realize is that sometimes, you know, even if you're not feeling too confident, you've got to come across as very confident because if you're not seen to believe in yourself, you know, frankly, who else is going to invest in you? <laughs> so, <laughs> I 
remembered, you know, I was walking around my garden. Uh, my husband found that so amusing. And I kept on saying, oh, I charge a thousand pound a day, a thousand pound a day. Now, clearly at the time, and I, I didn't charge a thousand pound a day. But it meant that by the time I really got to say what my day rate was, because I started off with day rates, I sounded really confident because <laughs> it wasn't anywhere close to a thousand pound. So I believe there are certain tricks you can do very early on to make yourself sound more confident and actually also to feel more confident. The trap many people fall into is that straight away they want to pretend that I've come from corporate life, so I'm going to make my new site or my new business look just like I'm a big corporate agency. And it's certainly a trap I fell through, but I, I changed it really quickly because I realized that people are actually choosing to work with me as a person and they want to know what I am about. So I can't just hide behind some sort of pretty looking laptop. Um, so I went through this journey and, you know, I took some additional courses. I had a business coach and business coach really pushed me out of my comfort zone. Um, and I just kept on working on it. And, and even now, you know, I, um, I wouldn't say I've arrived. Um, <laughs> you never quite arrive. I think when you build your business, you quite hungry and, and I've always um, retained that hunger because you know let's face it sometimes we might not feel like making a sales call or like taking a risk to launch a new service you know it can be scary uh, but you kind of got to do it and once you do it um, next thing will be much easier so I'm, I'm very pleased with what Lollipop Social is focusing on now because the uh, personal uh, brand coaching on social media really suits me and, and, and I love sharing content about it and I think I found my niche now. And that, that's just such a exciting feeling because it's very hard right in the beginning to make up your mind who you want to work with, uh, how you want to specialize. I think it's sort of more of an organic uh, process. Now, the sooner you can do it, I think the better because we can't serve everyone and we, you know not everyone is going to like what we've got to offer. Um, but it is quite a big step to actually niche down. But that, that's really what can change the needle for, for anyone's business. I think another area I'd like to go into, mm -hmm. and it's kind of, you've, you've led into it quite neatly, when you move to when you move into the transition that you went through, where you, you were kind of forced into it, that can often throw people into panic mode, mm -hmm. and they start taking anything they can find. So yeah. you, you'll pay me three hundred pounds a month to do your social media for you. No problem, I'll do that. You want me to walk your dog? Yep, I'll do that. <laughs> um, but you've avoided that, yeah, really elegantly. You, you've actually no done for you service on your service list at all. How did you manage to remain consistent? In yeah, I, I did have in the beginning done for you service on my list and I did deliver it. I, I guess what I, I was always quite selfish with my time because, you know, I'd worked at a marketing director um, in my corporate career and I was always very much, well, you know what, just just because I don't work a nine to five Monday to Friday doesn't mean I should earn any less because, you know, you don't just pay for my time, but actually you pay for my expertise. Um, all these years of marketing training and across so many different sectors and really some top-notch organizations, you know, I've worked for the Financial Times, uh, for the Associate of Colleges, for the Institute of Directors. So people need to pay for that. <laughs> that was always my belief. And, you know, quite practically speaking, when I started out, my son was very young. Uh, so my husband, he works uh, full time. So we had to put my son through a private nursery. <laughs> and I don't know where you live, Bob, but down here in London, uh, private nursery fee, it's about 1200 to 1300 pound a month. And Ouch. immediately that made me char charge really well because, you know, there was no way I was going to be worse off. So I don't know, I'm, I've always been, I guess, my, you know, my parents in East, former Eastern Germany, they run their own businesses. And um, I've always been quite aware sort of my, t my input and, and that, you know, you need to charge the right prices because I guess we have a responsibility to our customers to create a commercially viable business. 
And you know, p- particularly for me in my, my second business where for GoVoo Pro, we're helping social media freelancers and digital marketers who are beginning at their journey to really figure out what they should be charging, how they should be marketing themselves. So I feel really strongly I have to lead by example. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually a great way of learning. And I felt the same with my Wunderstars clients. You know, if, if I'm encouraging someone to start a scary video marketing journey or to be more open in their blogs about their own story, I have to be able to show that, that I can do that as well. And, and that's always that's always encouraged me, which is it's great because it's always given me a drive to just overcome certain fears. You know, we all have self-belief, self-limiting beliefs. Do you know, that is something about Germans and hopefully you can relate to this with your own wife I think we made of quite tough stuff <laughs> you know we're very sort of logical in our approaches you know look at the millennium bridge it didn't wobble when the Germans fixed it I know our football <laughs> has gone down the drain which is not so cool but um I guess when I did my whole sort of personal brand values uh, one of the defining things someone said to me actually Carrie Adams she's a PR expert she's amazing she said to me Nicole you know, I've known you now for a while and, and you bring tons of German log- logic, but also a lot of empathy. And I kind of made that my thing with my coaching clients because I need to scare them sometimes a little just to get them to to take risks and, and, and work outside their comfort zone. But at the same time, I, I, I really have a lot of empathy. I, I know how scary it can be, you know, to, to increase your prices, to say, I'm going to speak at this event, um, you know, to launch video marketing. <laughs> so I really try to co- combine that. And because I've been there myself, um, I've learned the steps and, you know, I've learned the hard ways. I, I've made mistakes and I've learned from them. And, and now I'm helping people to achieve a similar transformation by offering them lots and lots of shortcuts. I think I'd like to pivot across to go with the pro. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly yeah. looking at one of the unusual things there is that you're working with co-founders or yeah. partners. Yeah. What led to that decision and mm-hmm. how does that how does that practically work? Yeah, sure. So so go with the pro. So it actually started off as a um, initiative by one of my business partners called uh, she's called Kathy Russell, fantastic lady. She specializes in Facebook and um, LinkedIn leads uh, generation. And she ran this campaign on social, which was very much about, you know, if you work with someone on social media, you should be working with a pro. You shouldn't be hiring your intern who hasn't got a clue. And, and you know, you, sh- you can't be expecting amazing results. Um, then at the time, um, you know, everyone considered what are the next steps with this initiative and I said well look you know if you run this on a commercial basis I would love to be involved and I would see this as a membership uh, for social media freelancers the reason why we came together was um we'd all done a similar social media training and we, we kind of knew each other and we all run our own businesses and we specialize in different things so I mentioned Kathy she's very much a leads generation uh, Claire McDonald, she's our website lady. She, you know, she's built so many different websites for so many small businesses. Uh, Gemma Wintham, she very much specializes in the whole social media strategy, but also very much on the business uh, management side. And then there's me, um, really specializing in personal branding on social media. So we came together because we, we all had been members of different organizations. We can see the benefit of it, but we didn't want it to take over our working lives and, and our family lives. And, you know, particularly in the beginning, I mean, building up a membership, it's a lot of work. It's very rewarding, but it's, it's really tough work. And yes, you know, when you work together with four people, uh, that takes some adjustment. But what is lovely is, um, you know, sometimes running your own business can get a bit lonely. 
And we have now this community of the four of us plus our members, and it's a growing community, which is amazing. So when things happen, and uninvitedly, um, things do happen. Um, you know, I recently had some tragic family news from Germany, which meant my co-founder stepped in. Uh, another co-founder might have had problems with their, uh, with their children, you know, needed to pick them up from school. But because there's four of us, <laughs> we, we can completely work on it. It's, it's not a problem at all. And, it, and, and the support we offer each other and the accountability and helping each other to grow our businesses, that's also the support we share with our members. Um, so, so far, so good. We've launched um, on the 1st of September last year. We are on track with our membership and we are generally all really enjoying it. Uh, we actually got another... Um, summit we like to call it uh coming up at the end of may which is where we take out uh, two days um to really go through strategy setting also doing some implementation work because as you can imagine you know when you work remotely you know there's so many tools now like we use slack or we have like a a weekly zoom call um there's so many things you can do but it's still really good to actually every now and then to, to actually meet in person. <laughs> and I'm yeah. also hoping we'll be able to go for a nice uh, dinner, have a nice drink together. We all love uh, gin and tonic. So it's going to be a mixture of like really work, working, creating some new content, setting the strategy, but also having some fun together because you know, it's so important. Life is so short. Uh, you, you want to really enjoy the people you're working with. And how many members have you got now? I mean, don't feel, don't, Double digits, double digits, which we're okay. really pleased with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> double digits. And it's uh, growing. Uh, we just got a, com- a campaign coming up, a trial offer coming up, which we'll be promoting. Uh, it's you know it's been really it's 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 been really um, insightful. So when you when you create a membership, you think your members are going to need a certain type of content. And then as you get to know your members and we have like weekly Q&A's in our Facebook group and, you know, it's, we often get questions like, oh, I've got this proposal template. How can I make it better? Or, oh, I'm going to see a new client. I'm actually feeling a bit nervous or I don't know what to specialize in or how to be seen to be specializing in something different than to anyone else. And it's those kind of questions and challenges I have. It's, it's such a rich source for us now for new courses, um, new quick wins. So, no, we, we are all loving it. <laughs> Mm. No, I, I knew I was prying a little bit there, <laughs> but if you don't ask, I know. <laughs> I'd like to talk about speaking now because mm-hmm. I know you do quite a bit of public speaking. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you about David Hasselhoff. Oh my god! We can come to that shortly. <laughs> but how do you pivot from? Because it's a relatively short period of time you've been running your own business now. Three mm-hmm. years, it feels like a long time, but in in real terms, three years is really just getting out of the starting yeah. gates were you doing much public speaking before that what what led yeah. to it what, what, what's the public speaking story oh that was such a good question <laughs> you know it's really funny so in my corporate roles um i remember uh, one of my uh, last companies the institute of directors i was in charge of uh, international training and their international branches and uh, we did this thing where once a month we did a members evening. And, you know, Institute of Directors is based at Pamal, really traditional looking buildings, lots of history, uh, very sort of male driven kind of environment, very formal. <laughs> I used to open the members evenings and then sort of give a little spiel on, on benefits of memberships. And um, at the time I, was, I, I had this most amazing line manager and I said to him, look, you know, I've always liked uh, public speaking, but I'm nervous about it. We need to work on this. And, and we did. Um, so the funny thing for me is, so the last time I sort of did talks on big stages was when you still had cue cards. <laughs> it was right. per- perfectly normal to, to refer to little cue cards. But things have really moved on, right? I mean, to talk at a conference, it's, it's a performance. So 
when I got back into it, what I did, I, I looked for some opportunities uh, just to build up my confidence again. And actually, I had some connections with uh, one of the local colleges and I held a I think it was three workshops on LinkedIn with an amazing bunch of 16 uh, year olds who were into um, IT and media studies. But you can imagine trying to sell LinkedIn to them. was <laughs> not an easy job. No. And it, was, it was so funny. The lecturer said to me at the time, look, Nicole, if I don't pay attention, <laughs> just threaten to leave. <laughs> so I did that. But I also brought along some sweets because I think incentives always work. So I did those speaking gigs. And because I, I went to quite a few events myself and uh, built up relationships and I really sort of started specializing into personal branding and social media, opportunities uh, arrived at the door. And I just put myself out there. You know, I, I took it really seriously. I, I, I've written my talks. I rehearsed them. I got some books out again just to refresh myself how to do it all. And yes, you know, but I can't lie, it was scary the first time I did it again. But there was something about being on stage, and I think I've always been quite a natural communicator, that yes, I might be feeling really nervous inside. And, you know, I hadn't been sleeping well for months before the first sort of big gig. But on stage, I'm, I'm quite calm. Um, and I actually really enjoyed it. And the thing I always recommend to people, if you find something you can connect what you're hoping, the message you're hoping to share with parts of your personal story it will make it really much easier it's more of an authentic experience for yourself but also you know for your audience to connect with you so for me one of the easiest things to connect with is the fact that I'm German because <laughs> it's quite exciting for me because actually in my corporate life I always sort of you can, you can never hide that you're German. I'm quite tall and blonde. I look very German, but I've always tried to soften my accent and, and really sort of blend in as much as I could really. <laughs> I never really could. <laughs> but I thought, no, hang on, this is now my own business. You know, um, this is about me now. So I, I really brought the Germanness to the forefront and I've had so much fun with it. Um, you know, one of my brand values, sort of one of my joking brand values is that I'm surprisingly funny for German because, you know, I, I love talking about German stereotypes. Um, I don't mind at all, you know, making fun of myself. Um, I very much believe I'm on a learning journey and I like to encourage people to go on, on, on their learning journey. So, I, you know, I don't pretend to be perfect. And that's all part of my branding. Um, so David Hasselhoff, yes, yes. <laughs> Are you going to ask me about David Hasselhoff? <laughs> well, the reason I ask is I I remember I follow you on Instagram mm -hmm. and you're standing on stage next to a cardboard cutout of David Hasselhoff. So I'm really curious to, for you to share what that was all about. Uh, well, um, one of my key talks is, is very much how you can create an irresistible brand on social media to really get in front of the right clients. And um, I, it starts off by going back into my history. Um, so I grew up behind the Iron Curtains. I grew up in former Eastern Germany. So there were lots of things which actually, you know, I could see on TV commercials, but I could never actually have. And those things <laughs> included silly things. You know, I, I was a teenager, you have to bear this in mind. So whether it was like a pair of trainers, um, Fancy cars, um, Harry Bows on a teller for some strange reason. A lot of the items are food related. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, David Hasselhoff was actually really big in uh, former Eastern Germany because, you know, we had a we had a Trabant. Our Trabant was 20 years old. And my mum always jokingly said, Nicole, you know, the day you were born, we ordered a new Trabant because it took that long for one to be ready. And, and David Hasselhoff, I mean, he had uh, the Knight Rider, <laughs> an amazing yeah. sports car. It was talking. And so he had all the things we didn't have and in a way I see personal branding is very much about making yourself irresistible 
you know, with the right kind of content, with your personality. And David Hasselhoff at the time did all those things. <laughs> so, you know, in my talk, I, I bring him in because, you know, and he, he just is such an icon. At the, he was such an icon at the time. And uh, pe people get that story. And I love to have a bit of fun on stage as well. So I invite people to take pictures of him and, and uh, run some competitions. I've, I've actually got a... a um, Sweet Talk consultation coming up next Wednesday from one of the delegates from the HC Transformation Live event. So yeah, so that's why Dave, David Hasselhoff is on stage with me <laughs> quite regularly. Right. Okay. Um, when, you, when you're speaking, one of the things, and I, when I say you're speaking, I don't mean you mm -hmm. as, a, as an individual, but standing on a stage speaking about personal branding, how do you prevent automatically comparing yourself with other people that speak on similar topics um, there mm -hmm. are some very well-known people who talk only on mm -hmm. that topic um, yeah uh, that's a really good question and I've considered it um, my, my niche is very much personal branding on social media so I, I specialize really on social media now there was someone at the Upreneur Summit who, who said something um, Jada, and I'm sorry, I can't remember her name now. We can, we can Jada Selner. Yeah, Jada Selner. Uh, we can add it to the show notes. And she said something along the lines of, nowadays, uh, we're, we're, we all have the same message. And in a way we do, right? But, I mean, there's hardly any new inventions. <laughs> so we have the same message. But we are all unique messengers. And I yeah. truly believe in that. And that's what gave me a lot of confidence. Because my story of, you know, creating a successful personal brand and, and building a business around it, following from redundancy and a situation where I had a really young child. And frankly, I was very tired a lot of the times. <laughs> um, it's going to be different from, from someone who might have a bigger team around them um, or has been doing it much longer. So I believe we all bring our unique take on it. And, and that's why it's so important to really use storytelling because my stories are going to be completely unique to my situation and the message I'm hoping to share, how I'm hoping to inspire delegates. So, yes, I think if you just believe that, look, I am a unique mess messenger, that's a source of great confidence, actually. Yeah, no, I really like that answer. That's a really good answer. Oh, thank you. As, as Lollipop Social, obviously, you, you're very good at working with your clients to help them drive their businesses through mm -hmm. social media. But what drives your business through social media? Is there is there any single set of activities that you can attribute this mm -hmm. is what drives most of my business yeah so i i used to get more of my work through referrals um but recently it's changed about 30 percent of my work comes through uh word of mouth and referrals which is amazing but 70 percent, and i'm so proud of it 70 percent actually through my content marketing um which you know content marketing always takes a while to kick in but I feel I've arrived now where I needed to be in terms of the amount of new leads coming in, um, me being able to convert them. Um, so I'm excited about it. Um, you know, I had some of my biggest leads in recently through LinkedIn. Um, YouTube is working well for me. And that's wow. really an area I'm, I'm hoping to grow because I guess the beauty of uh, YouTube is that your content on there lives for so long that, uh, you know, when people check you out on YouTube, I get sometimes a call saying, oh, Nicole, I've seen this video you did on so-and-so. And I think, oh, my God, you know, that's been on there for like four, six months. Um, so, yes, yeah, so content marketing, it's really content marketing. Um, the speaking gigs are helping as well. 
because I talk on the topics, um, I, I focus on in terms of business development with coaching, so helping people to achieve better personal brands on social. Um, yeah, so 30% word of mouth and uh, 70% content marketing, which I'm very, very pleased about. That, that's quite unusual because usually the, op- the, the ratio is the opposite. Mm. Um, and that's being generous. For a lot of people, it's a good 80% word of mouth and referral. Yeah, I mean, you know, it used to be quite recently for me sort of, so more sort of 60, 40. But then uh, situations changed um, and, and I just really went out there in terms of selling the coaching service. Um, but do you know what? I think what people often don't realise when they, when they launch a new service, they're most likely to, to sell it to people they've already worked with. And for me, it was actually on the, uh, I went back to some of my Power Hour clients and I said, hey, you know, really enjoyed the Power Hour, you getting to know you more and helping you such and such. Did you know I've now also got a extended service? So, yeah, um, I mean, getting word of mouth is great and, and I still very much encourage that. Um, but I think also concentrating on the content marketing is so important. So, obviously, three years content marketing. Mm. What sort of input did you have to deliver in order mm-hmm. to see an output? Yeah, very good question. So my key thing is really to treat my own marketing like I would a client's project. So early on when I maybe only had one client, I really then dedicated a lot of time on content marketing. But I continued that focus <laughs> because, you know, it's all about consistency um, and making time for it. So you will see in my diary every week um, I chunk my time. And there's always uh, one big chunk in there for new content creation. So, for example, t- Friday mornings, I, I usually write out video scripts for, for you know, following videos. So I really um, stick to it. I guess what helps is really, I, I do really enjoy content marketing. And the more you get positive feedback on the content you create, it, it really is a dialogue opener. You know, the more encouraged you are um, to stick to it. And, and one of my biggest uh, forward booking ha- has been through a podcast appearance. Um, so it does, re- it does really pay to, to, to make time for these things. Um, mm. you, you can tell I enjoy being a podcast guest. Um, but, I'm you know, glad. <laughs> so, you know, the blog writing and the video production, yeah, you know, it is sometimes hard work. Of course it is. Um, and repurposing things. But, yeah, I mean, if you talk about a topic you love and you get good feedback, then it's certainly encouragement just to continue doing it. And, and also when, when you get the leads in and the right kind of leads, because that's what I always find is so intriguing is, if your content is something you enjoy doing and you deliver it in a way which attracts your audience, you will also really like the kind of leads you get from it. Yes, that's and, a really good point. And it's kind of like it's one of the things you always hear about in the beginning. You yada, 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 yada. <laughs> you know, there's so many experts telling you that. But actually, when it happens, it's so empowering. It's so empowering. And of course, you'd be encouraged to continue creating content because if you had really good leads from it, why wouldn't you? Yeah, that's true. So... Looking back at the journey that you've been on mm-hmm. and you met somebody that was about to embark on a similar journey, what's one piece of advice you'd offer them that might make things just a bit easier? I would say just really build up your resilience because it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. There's going to be ups and downs. So surround yourself with people who can really offer you support, whether that's you know your family or paid for memberships like GoPro or great business coaches, um, just seek out the right people because 
you've got to be positive and you've got to sort of continue. And sometimes there's going to be times when you're going to be afraid and worried where your next paycheck is coming in from. So just be really strategic about who you surround yourself with and also how you spend your time uh, that you are focusing on the right activities which are bringing in the most money for your business. Nicole, you've been really generous with your time. You've been a fantastic guest. I'm very grateful. If people want to connect with you, how would you like them to do that? Oh, thank you, Bob. I, I really enjoyed uh, the Gravity Podcast and being a guest. So easiest place to connect with me is really my website. So that's www.lollipopsocial.co.uk. You will find links to all my social channels on there. So yeah, come and visit me on my website. Nicole Osborne from Lollipop Social. Thank you for coming. And yeah, hopefully speak to you again soon. Thank you. Bye. While most of us wait day after day for everything to be just right before we do that thing we want to do, Nicole's been out there producing videos, speaking in public, building her personal brand. It wasn't perfect, but it's done. And guess who's winning now? There's a lesson there for us. Before I go, just a quick reminder to subscribe to the show. And if you haven't already, then join our Facebook group. You can find a link from the website at bobgentle.com or just search Gravity Digital Marketing in Facebook and you'll find us easily enough. If you enjoyed the show, then I'd love for you to review it on iTunes. It would mean a lot to me and it's the very best way to help me reach more subscribers. My name's Bob Gentle. Thanks again to Nicole for giving us her time this week and to you for listening. And see you next time.